1 Samuel chapter number 16. Verse number 6 is where we're going to begin. And we'll read down to verse number 13. But I want you to leave your Bibles open because we're going to look at some more Scripture about David the shepherd. David the shepherd. Now remember now, we are in the book of Samuel. And Samuel was a prophet of God. And the Lord spoke to this man by the name of Samuel. And he said, I want you to go to a house. And the house that I want you to go to is a man by the name of Jesse. And he said, when you get to Jesse's house, he said, you will find there that he has some sons. And he said, I want you to anoint one of his sons to be king. And we find here in this text, and that's where we pick up in verse number 6 of 1 Samuel 16. And it came to pass when they were come, speaking of the boys, that he looked on Eliab and said, surely... The Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said, notice the Lord is speaking to Samuel. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the, has the Lord chosen this. Jesse made Shema to pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. Notice now. And Samuel said, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, this is the first thought, He keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with all the beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord, came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. I want to preach this morning on this thought. David, David, not the king. David, not the warrior. But what made David the king and the warrior? I want to preach on David the shepherd. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Lord, it's amazing the day that you have blessed us with. Lord, I am very thankful to be standing in this parking lot on this Sunday with this breeze blowing from heaven. And I want to thank you, Lord, for your goodness in our lives, for your mercy and for your grace. Help us, Lord, to see David the shepherd and show us what we need to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. 
We see here in 1 Samuel that David is the keeper of the sheep. What does that mean? It means that David was the one to tend the flock. It means to associate with as a friend. When I began to study about David the shepherd and studying a little bit about shepherds, I find here that these sheep no doubt are tender. But I want you to also realize that the sheep that David is taking care of, the flock that David is taking care of, did not belong to him. This flock that he is taking care of belonged to his father. The shepherd by its nature, listen to this about a shepherd. The shepherd will always seek the welfare of the flock. The shepherd will always find suitable pastures for that flock. I found that that shepherd will always try to find shelter in the heat of the day and shelter in the cold of the night. I find that this shepherd will always try to find security. We read from wolves and from lions and from bears. This shepherd had an awesome responsibility. When this shepherd would go out into the fields to take care of the sheep, if he saw one sheep that was diseased, this shepherd's job would be to nurse that diseased sheep. If this shepherd would be out into the fields and he would see a sheep that was wounded, that shepherd would be there to care for that wounded sheep. But more than anything, we all know this, that if that shepherd had all of his sheep in these fields and he began to see one of those sheep that was wandering off, one of those little ones that was getting away from the fold, we realize that that shepherd's job would be to leave the 90 and 9 and to go after the one. Can I hear an amen on that? Those who are wandered off, those who need to be found, those who need to be rescued and brought back to the fold, that is exactly what a shepherd would do. As we begin to study about David the shepherd, there's no doubt that this would be the responsibilities of David. But let me remind you that these sheep was not David's. It's very clear that these sheep belonged to his father. His father was the one who had sent David out into the fields to take care of the sheep. And as these flocks would continue to grow, remember this now, they would always be more little ones that would be born. That means there would be more that would be weak. They would be more that would be helpless. They would be more that would want to go off and wander. And we read here in this text, listen now, this is very important. It shows us the heart of David. We read here in this text where David, although he had been out in the field taking care of the sheep, because he is the shepherd, he is the one taking care of his father's sheep. Although the prophet showed up, and although the prophet anointed him with a horn of oil, that one day in the near future he would be king. And although the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, settled on this young man's life by the name of David, when I began to read that, it was as if the Lord dealt with me. You know what? <laughs> 
A lot of us, me, maybe some of you, if the prophet would have showed up and anointed me king, if the prophet would have showed up and, and put the oil on my head, and then all of a sudden the power of the Holy Spirit would have settled on me, you know what I'd have done? I'd have probably thought something like this. Well, my goodness, I'm going to hang out in the palace. I'm just going to go to where it's air-conditioned for a little while. I'm going to go down there and wait on God. I'm going to go down there and just kind of hang out because it's not going to be long, evidently, that I'm fixing to be the new king of Israel. So what I think I'll do is my daddy's seen it and the brother's seen it. It said it right there in the text. So they all know that I am the one that's fixing to be the new king. But that's not the heart of David. Although he was anointed to be king, although the Spirit of God settled in his life, it did not stop him from going back into the fields and being the shepherd that he knew that he needed to be over his father's flock. The shepherd. The one who's in the fields when it's hotter than this. The ones who are in the fields when it's freezing at night. The ones that are in the fields that is keeping the wolves and the bears and the lions beat off of the flock. The one who is running, seeking, trying to find that wandered off sheep. The one who is there to nurse those who are beat up and wounded and, and diseased with stuff running out of their eyes and, and sickness in these sheep's lives. And this was David's heart. This is the man that David was. And this is the man that David is. And I believe this morning the Lord is just looking for someone in this parking lot that would be willing to say this. Whatever it is, Lord, and wherever it is, no matter if anyone else wants to do it or not, I didn't see any other boys out there being the shepherd in the field. David said, no matter what it is, I will do whatever the Father asked me to do. Are you willing to do whatever it is the Lord would ask you to do? You say, oh yeah, I'm willing to sing in the choir. Oh yeah, I'm willing to preach. Oh yeah, I'm willing to take up an offering. Are you willing to clean a commode? Are you willing to take out some trash? Are you willing to put up a tent? Are you willing to put out hundreds of chairs? Are you willing to do the things that a lot of people's just not willing to do? Are you willing to do whatever it is that you need to do simply because the Father has asked you to do it? You know what we see when we study about David the shepherd? We see a man who was just willing to do what his Father asked him to do. It's good to be saved this morning, amen? You willing to go to the rescue mission? Are you willing to pull over and talk to that one that's standing on Patton Avenue asking for some money? Are you willing to help those that are diseased? Are you willing to go to those who are wandering off? See, we see the heart of a shepherd. If you see the heart of a shepherd this morning, say amen. Amen. We say David, not as king. We don't see David here as king. We, we don't see David here as warrior. We see, we see David here as a shepherd. A shepherd doing a nasty job, a lowly job, a humbling job, 
a job that was no doubt very lonely. Can you imagine all of his brothers was there at the house? They was there having a party. He was the one out in the fields taking care of his father's sheep. You hear me say amen? Amen. He went back to shepherding. That's exactly what he went back to doing. He went back to shepherding. Stay with me now. It's amazing. Think about this now. It's an amazing thing to me that God chose a shepherd to be a king. Think about it. God chose a shepherd to be a king. Notice how the Lord chose him. He chose him by the voice of the Lord and by the voice of the prophet in verse 12. It was the shepherds when Jesus was born. It was the shepherds the angels appeared to who was keeping their watch over their flock by night. It was the shepherds that the Lord sent the angel to speak to. Moses, who had led the sheep, now he is leading God's people out of bondage. Gideon, who got direction while threshing wheat. The mantle from Elijah that fell on Elisha while he was plowing. Matthew heard the call of God while he was working in a tax booth. Peter heard the call of God while he was fishing. And if you want to get real serious, Paul heard the call of God while he was out persecuting. It's amazing to me how God will take you. God will take me. God is looking for ordinary, hard-working people that's just faithful to do what you feel like you need to do. And God wants to use you to bring you up to be a king one day. You need to understand that. We're studying about David the shepherd. David the shepherd. Well... It's amazing how and when the call of God can come on a person's life. It's amazing how the anointing of God will come when you least expect it. You're just out doing what God has put on your life to do, and the next thing you know, He says, I have a job for you. I have a purpose for you. I have a calling for you. I have a work for you to do. Are you with me? I know we're outside, and I know the sun's shining, and I know what's different. And anytime you do things like this, it's different. It gets you kind of in a different mindset. We're still having church, amen. We're having church. C.A. Spurgeon said, isn't it amazing that the most unlikely, likely, is the ones that are selected? The most unlikely. You might be sitting here in this service today and you might look around and you might say, oh man, this person is talented and oh man, this person is nice looking and oh man, this person is dressed this way and oh man, this person has money and oh man, everybody talks to this person and oh, this person right here seems very popular among the church crowd. But let me remind you and I that God will choose sometimes those that you would least expect. It just might be you. You, you to do a work, you to go out, the anointing of God to fall on your life. God's able, amen? God's able. So I'm studying about David the shepherd. As I begin to study on in this text, I find in chapter number 16, I'm having to close my Bible and open it because of the wind. 
I'm finding in chapter number 16, verses number 18 through 23, we find something interesting that is happening here. We find that the man who is now king, his name is Saul. You see, the Lord has pulled back on Saul because of Saul's arrogance and his pride and his feeling full of himself. God has pulled back on King Saul because it will not be long until there will be a new king and his name's going to be David. And we find where Saul is troubled in his soul. And one of the servants of Saul said, I've seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. And then he says this, he says, Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son which is with the sheep. See, everyone knew, even the king Saul knew where David was. All of the king's servants knew where David was. It would be just like today if someone said, Where's Pastor Keith at on this Sunday morning? You would say, Well, I would strongly feel that he's probably over at Pleasant Hill preaching. Well, if you was to ask, where is David at this morning? We would all have to say, even the king would say, and all the king's servants would say, well, I know where David is. He's somewhere over in here in these fields somewhere taking care of the sheep. That's exactly where he's at. And I can guarantee you if you walk over that hill, you're going to find him over there because he's faithful doing what his father's asked him to do. That'll preach, Amen. He's over there faithfully doing what his father's asking him to do. He's a shepherd. He's taking care of his father's sheep. That's where he's at. He's in that field over there somewhere. So the king says, I'm troubled. I'm so troubled. I, I want somebody to go get that boy. Bring him down here where I'm at and tell him to bring his harp. And when he comes down here, I want him to play his harp. I, I, I need something to relieve me. I need some help. I, I, I need somebody to bring me some help right now. I'm, I'm in a bad way. And they go exactly where David's supposed to be. They go to the fields, and there he is. He's taking care of his father's sheep. The king's asking for you, David. He needs you to come down here. He's troubled. He needs you to come and play the harp. So David shows up with his harp, and he begins to play. And when he begins to play, it says that the king's nerves and the king's mind and the king's soul just gets really calm. And he says, whew, this is a blessing. And then it says that the king promoted him to his armor bearer. The shepherd has now been promoted to the armor bearer of the king. Are you with me? We're talking about the shepherd boy. He's now being promoted to the king's armor bearer. <laughs> but then when I get to chapter number 17, in verse number 15, it says, But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Stay with me now. Here is a shepherd boy who was anointed by a prophet to be the next king. Here is a shepherd boy who the Spirit of God was on him, but yet he said, I am a shepherd. I have been asked. I have been sent to take care of my father's sheep, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. 
And now the king says, I'm promoting you. I'm moving you up the ranks. I'm making you someone special in my kingdom. You will now be my armor bearer. <laughs> but you know where you find the shepherd boy? You know where you find him? Back in, in the fields. Back out there doing what his father asked him to do. Now let me just ask you something now. Let me just ask you something. Somebody very important. The sheriff shows up. This person shows up. Says, hey, I'm promoting you. I'm moving you up the ladder. You're going to spend the rest of your days in the king's palace. Anytime that I need something, you'll be there for me. Anytime that I get down, I need you to play that harp. Because the presence of God is on you, David. And I need you to be the one to really help me out. I mean, this is coming from the king. But you know where David's heart is? David's heart is still in the fields taking care of his father's sheep. What would you have done? Uh, Dad, I love you, Dad. I appreciate you asking me to take care of his sheep, but I've got a lot bigger job now. I've got a job now, Dad, that you just, you just going to have to know about. The job that I have now is working for King Saul. The job that I have now. Hey, listen to this now. Listen real close right here. Why? Would he want to go back into a hot field with some cold nights, sleep on a dirty ground <laughs> with some nasty sheep when all he was really going to have to do for the rest of his days was sit in some air conditioning and strum a harp? Eat some flaming yongs, Drink some sweet tea. Stick his head under a fountain of water. Glory to God. That was for me. I'm just going to splash you that puddle. Maybe it'll get on me. Amen. Just, he's just, he's just going to have it made for the rest of his days. Nope. That's not his heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the... God saw that David had a shepherd's heart. That boy, <laughs> there's two different situations. He could have run. He could have fled. He had it made. But you know what he said? No. No, no, no. Here's the key. My father has asked me to take care of his sheep it don't matter what the king asked me. It don't matter what anyone else asked me. I must be about my father's business. I've got to do what the father's asked me to look at here. Glory to God. I've got to do what the father has asked me to do. Are you with me? He's feeding the sheep now in chapter 17. He was faithful doing what his father had asked him to do. But now turn with me. This is very important that you see this. Turn with me to chapter 17. And I want to look at a couple of verses here and we'll be finished up this morning. Then we got something special we need to do before we leave. 
Over here in chapter number 17 now, that big old giant Goliath keeps showing up. He keeps talking about how he's going to uh, kill all the nation of Israel. And if someone could defeat him, then they'd be their servants. But if he defeats you, then you're going to be our servants. And we get over here in chapter number 17. Thank you, honey. Let's just call time out for a minute. Glory to God. I would say pass it around, but that wouldn't be good. Amen. We get over here in chapter number 17. And we look at verse number 17. This wind is a blessing. Jesse said unto David his son, I want you to go down there and check on your brothers. Take now for the brethren an effort of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousands and look how thy brethren fare and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. That's his daddy. He came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came saluted his brethren. You say, well, I find here, preacher, that David has now left the sheep. I thought you said that David's number one priority was the sheep. It still is. Because if you'll notice in there, yes, he did leave the sheep. But he didn't leave them out there alone. Ain't no telling what time in the morning he got up, this shepherd boy. I can see it, Brother Grayson, is way before the sun comes up. You come to me and you say, hey, pastor, dad sent me out to take care of the sheep. And that's what I am. I'm, I'm the shepherd. But dad's asked me that I have to go now. I'm going to have to go in here and check on my brothers. But before I leave, before, before any of these, shoot, man, before any of these sheep get to stirring this morning and going out and trying to find them some grass and some green pastures, while they're still bedded down, I can't just leave them alone. I'm going to have to find me a keeper. I'm going to have to find me someone that can protect them. I'm going to have to find me someone that will watch over the sheep because I've got something else that Dad's asked me to do, but I will not leave these sheep alone. I got to thinking about that, Brother Rue. I got to thinking about Jesus Christ when he died on the cross at Calvary. And he said, I am the good shepherd. I am the chief shepherd. He said, but my father has given me something to do. And what I have to do, Brother Dean, is I will give my life for the sheep on the cross at Calvary, and then it won't be long that I'm going to have to go. He said, but don't you fear, don't you worry, because I will not leave you alone. 
He said, because I will send you a keeper of the sheep, which is the Holy Spirit of God, that will dwell in our lives, and he will be with us until the Lord comes back to take us home. Amen. Amen. He said, I'm not leaving until there's someone here to protect these sheep. He cared so much about what belonged to his father. He said, I'm not even going to leave this carriage that I'm riding in unless I can find someone to take care of the carriage while I'm gone. He said, because what I am doing is not my business. What I am doing is not my work. What I am doing is the Father's work. And whatever it is that the Father has given me, I am going to make sure that it's taken care of before I leave it anywhere. How serious are you about the things of God? How serious are you about the things that the Lord has given you? How serious am I about pastoring this church? How serious am I about preaching in this parking lot? How serious am I if the Lord calls me to go preach a revival? Is it a big deal who's here while I'm gone? How big of a deal is it as me and Grayson talked what God has blessed us with, this carriage that He has given us? Hey, I'm telling you, this don't belong to me. This all belongs to the Father this morning. And whatever we do, we need to make sure that whatever it is the Father has given us that it is well taken care of. You with me? I'm looking around, see a lot of people with clothes on. So if you got clothes on, say amen. I'm looking around, looks like a lot of you just got some shoes on, some flops. Some of you's got your feet out of your flops, laying on top of them. If you got shoes this morning, say amen. You had something to eat this week? Where'd you sleep last night? You took a bath this week? Well, I need one right now, amen. You got running water? Is your, is your commodes working? Amen. You're blessed. You know where all your blessings come from? Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights. The Lord has blessed us all. Some of you just heads getting red and I know mine is too. But isn't God good to us? This boy was a shepherd. And this boy had a shepherd's heart. And this boy, God used in a mighty way. I'll share this with you in closing. Chapter 17, verses 34, 35, and 36, you'll find out something interesting about David. He said there was a lion, and there was a bear. Is that right, a lion and a bear? He said there's a lion and a bear that come into the flock. He said it grabbed up one of them sheep. You know what he said he did? He took off after him. Amen? Can you picture this? I'm going to find me one spot of shade to finish this thing up. 
Can you picture this? This shepherd boy goes running after lions and bears, wrestles them things down, and gets the sheep away from them. It would have been a whole lot better off if he just stuck to playing that heart. That's not where his heart was at. His heart was that when the wolves come, whew, and the enemy shows up, his job was to protect those sheep. He was to protect them. To do whatever he had to do to get that sheep back. We read about David, the king. We read about David, the warrior. But may I present to you as the Lord dealt with me, he would have never been king and he would have never been the warrior. He had to be the shepherd first. That's why I believe. That's why I believe that David could write what he wrote in this psalm. You ready? You know it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The shepherd is the only one who could write the shepherd's psalm. Because he is the only one that knew what it was to have a shepherd's heart. He said, this is who my God is to me. He takes care of everything in my life.